You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Shark Tank After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Shark Tank After Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the season finale of Shark Tank Season 5. I can't believe it's gone. And, uh, you know what? Unfortunately, Steph Z is not here. Uh, last, last episode we did, as she mentioned, there was a possibility that she wouldn't be able to do it. And that possibility is unfortunately true. And, uh, Christina Z is, is not here either. So, you get me. To wrap it up for you guys, um, perhaps we'll do kind of a season recap, best moments type of deal. That would be a lot of fun. Um, but let's get started. Bake Edge. Um, now, normally, Steph C actually writes down a lot of the numbers for me, so I have to actually take notes of, of my own end in that regard. Um, but they're asking for 400000 for 20%. Um, I thought this was quite a revolutionary idea. And uh, I know Marissa wasn't expecting me to go to her, but my engineer Marissa of today, she is a baked goods connoisseur. If there's one person who, who <laughs> loves to eat baked goods, it is Marissa. So I wouldn't Mar- say connoisseur, but... I don't know. I just like that word. <laughs> but uh, Marissa loves sweets. And so, Marissa, tell me this. Uh, their whole thing was that the, the edge of the brownie is the best part. Would you concur? Um, I agree. Edges where like everything just builds up and it's crispy and some people like it, some people don't because sometimes the edges get burnt and whatnot, but all the good stuff goes to the edges. Well, the Bake Edge has made quite, um, quite a splash with, uh, where basically the whole brownie is the edge with their, uh, pa- uh utility patented, um, uh, oven thing. And, you know, typically when you come in here, it's ironic because, Bake Edge didn't get a deal. Um, most of the time, it's because they don't have a patent, right? Other products, they don't have that patent. And where these guys differed is they have the utility patent. Um, they $1.7 million in a year, um, mainly because of Oprah. But now they're stuck in a rut where... You know they don't they don't have another line and and so I was actually shocked by this one. I thought I thought it could have been a lot better than you know and and I don't know it just it just went wrong for them in such a weird way. Um, Barbara calls it the sophomore slump. They have to kind of overcome. They need they need to get another good year. You can't just have and and as they said it wasn't just a year of one point seven million. I mean that that literally came within the course of a couple of weeks. And so you need to be able to innovate and you need to be able to sustain that kind of money, which obviously they weren't. In 2012, they made 256000 That is quite the drop, Marissa. I was like, that's it in one year? That's it. So, and um, I did like that Lori stepped up and said, hey, you got, none of these sh- other sharks have actually made products. So it is a little bit difficult. 
but um you know none of them were really enthusiastic about it and um it was just it was just baffling but um i i, I think i'm gonna get marissa a baked edge for her birthday she, uh, I think I'd like to try it at least. I think well, I think I think you'll go nuts. You'll go to town <laughs> with this. Um, their valuation was certainly high, and and that's what did cause a lot of um, you know perhaps if it was a little bit lower, then they they might be able to get something. But um, for the time being, they didn't. Um, they did. Squ- um, there was that mention of, of QVC infringement, and they squashed all their competition. But as as mentioned, they just need to. They need a new idea. And everyone else is out. Hmm. So, but uh, again, I, th- I think Big Edge is, is going to do just fine in this case. I really do. Well, everyone loves brownies, so I <laughs> think they'll be fine. Their demographic is certainly there. Yeah, I mean, they mentioned uh, it's a $6 billion a year industry. So, hey, if they can really tap into that in the best of ways, then they are. They're, they're good. All right. Foot Fairy. Now... Don't quite know how this app works, um, but I, I love the idea behind it, being able to measure your actual shoe size. Because I, I mean, I don't even really know my shoe size. It tends to be, you know, it can it sometimes ranges between nine to all the way to uh, eleven, depending on the shoe. So, I'm, I'm for me, I'm curious as to how shoe sizes actually fully work because it seems to, that every company has their own different shoe size that fits you. So ultimately, I feel like you have to go to this, like, you can measure your foot as much as you want, but I think you have to try on the actual shoe in order to know that it it is really going to fit you. Um, Maybe that's just me. That's just my experience. And some people like, like flatness of shoes or more curvy, more cushion, so... That's true, see. Um, but I don't mind the idea of it. Um, people, you, you know, so we have, uh, shoot, what's what's the name of Foot Doctor? Uh, P- pediologist? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Why am I blanking on it, see? I'm in the hot seat without Steph Z, and I'm blanking. But anyway, we have an expert, um, ortho, ortho, no, it's not ortho, no. anyway. I want to say pediologist, PD. You know, ped, foot. Okay. <laughs> Go to the root. <laughs> All right. Um, well, anyway, we have an expert that deals with feet. Um, and so she knows that it is a huge problem. And, you know, I I like it when, when, when someone who is an expert in their field is able to come up with a new product to solve an issue. I like that because it, it gives the product that much more credibility. Um, you have a lot more faith in the entrepreneurs that, you know, they're really building this um, for the right reasons and whatever else. And they're asking, the money that they're asking for... Podiatrist. Ha. Podiatrist. There Got you it. go. Podiatrist. The money that they're asking for, and I can see this because, um, you know, I always kind of think of it in these terms too. You know, they want to be able to have a better back end for their service. So while it is a free app and people can you know, get uh, get what they need and be linked to Zappos for the shoes that kind of fit within those categories of their foot size. They also want a better mailing list and they, they want to get integrated. Now, a lot of this, I, f- I feel like, you know, they they have a big opportunity. They spent, I believe it's about $26,000 for for marketing where, where if you're 
aligned with Zappos, you could, you know, everyone's big thing was put it on their website. You could be on their website, and that's that's your direct line of uh, customers right then and there. I think there was a bigger integration play. Um, and the biggest glitch that they do want to fix is the fact that they have, and I, I've seen this, um, it's uh, it's basically a referral deal. So if, you know, if someone clicks through that and orders shoes, they get, you know, a kickback of, of the uh, sale. Um, the problem is there is a glitch, so it is not tracking correctly. Um, they did mention that they did fix the glitch about, uh, I think it was three days ago they mentioned. But yeah, huge, huge glitch. Um and they're a young company. They've, they've only really – I mean they kept saying three weeks. So I forget if that's just um, when they – after their marketing term that you know that they got a lot of users within a three-week period or if they've actually just been around for three weeks. And if they've only been around for three weeks, then kudos to them because um, they do have a lot of stuff in place. Um, everyone else kind of didn't quite see it. Um, and and was out except for Mark. I always Mark always tends to slightly think outside of the box, and and he likes. Um, he mentioned his company with the shirt sizing, and and you know now more than ever, even for myself, I hear you know it's all about analytics and it's all about being able to know, um, you know, and so that way you're making business practices based on actual numbers, not not how you think something is going to look or feel, etc. And so he had a really good question of if, if an expert in this field came in and said, hey, I could build something better, what would separate you from them? And, you know, they went right off about passion and Mark got so angry and I, I'm with him, you know, stop saying passion. You know, if this whole thing is all about numbers and all that, you know, you can't really measure passion, but what you can do is measure um, results. And so their follow-up answer was actually good, their accuracy. They have a very good accuracy. Now, can accuracy be surpassed? Quite possibly, I don't, you know. Um, however, at time, you know, at least now, perhaps they do. So, uh, Mark also, you know, he's ready to make a deal, but it has a lot of contingencies, which I get. You know, we have to we have to make sure that the coding is correct. We have to make sure that they do in fact own the software because they got you know other developers to create the software, which I don't think is a bad thing. But obviously, in terms of that, what Robert and Kevin always bring up is that it's not proprietary. Therefore, you know, if if they're able to get developers, someone else can do the same thing. So we'll see. But in the end, a hundred thousand dollars for forty percent deal with Mark, and uh, we'll see where they're at. All right, Tina, Marcy, you ever make a water balloon? Yes. Is it difficult? It can be when it's full with water because <laughs> things get slippery. Well. I have the solution for you. Tie knot. Um, I actually, this is this is a great little product. I, I actually enjoy it a lot because um, you can use it on a garden hose as well as just, you know, just a regular faucet. Um, you know, and, and these guys are great. Um, I like that they kind of just, you know, unlike with Foot Fairy where there's, there's an expert in the field. I don't think you can be an expert in water balloons, but hey, you know what? Um, from his daughter... They saw neat, you know. They saw that this this could work. This could be something that um, there is a need for, or certainly would help. And um, you know, I, th- I think by the way, the timing wise, in terms of when to air this episode and this with this product, it worked out great because we're getting into summertime. So what kid isn't going to want to have water balloon fights? 
And, you know, I think for the pricing, I think, you know, it's, it, you could sell a lot of these things. Um, so they've thus far made 112,000. Um, and it costs about 150 to make. Um, they sell it for about 499 and that's because of a licensing deal. And uh, as soon as you heard the word licensing, of course, you have to go to Kevin for that. And he was so disappointed with them because I, I think they're giving about 6% of every sale on that. Um, and as he says, you guys should be selling it much, much, much higher. You know, And there was a demand for it at 999 and so that's a, that's a big mess up. Luckily... For them, they can actually get out of it. Uh, they threw out the or 90 days and 60 days, so I forget if it's actually 60 days or 90 days to get out of the deal. But their first step, no matter what, is always going to be get out of that licensing deal so you can sell it for what you need to. Um, you know, And everyone kind of turned to Lori because, uh, of course, QVC. But I did not know this. Um, I, think, um, I, think, I think it was uh, quite a bit of... Uh, insider information to learn that you know what in order for for that to be a qvc product it would need to be in the 12 dollar to 15 dollar price range um and you know the, the question got brought up you know were they making money were they paying themselves and they said no we've been putting that towards the trade shows um and um yeah everyone for the most part was out except then uh barbara offers 125,000 for 25%, 50, uh, 50 in cash, 75% in credit. Um, our young, enthusiastic guys, um, they counter, say, hey, why don't we do 18%? And um, Barbara doesn't go for it. And ultimately, they walk away with no deal. But um, it was just too much of a high price to pay. And you know what? In some sense, I kind of agree with them. And as Mark says, I think they'll be just fine without it. So... Um, my question is, is it just for water balloon making or can yes. you use this item for air when we blow up balloons regularly? No, no, no. It's, it's strictly just, well, I mean, I guess you could tie, you could use it to tie. Yeah, that's actually a good question. I guess you could use it to tie a balloon that just has air in it. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't was see like, the problem. Cause so many people need that on an everyday basis. If mm -hmm. you're limiting yourself to just filling it up with a certain property like water or something else, if you're using a prank, who knows? That's good. See, see, that's uh, that's actually really smart. They didn't bring that up. Um, see, but that's I, what I would invest in. I could totally see this. You know, I mean, there's nothing stopping you from using this uh, for balloon filled with air. So, hey, tie knot. Now you have another customer base. The regular, everyday, non-water balloon fighting people. Yeah. So those clowns need it. <laughs> those clowns, yes. <laughs> For the balloon making. That that reminds us of an episode early on when the clown community got angry at one of our um, pitchers, as we'll call them. But yeah, remember that episode, guys? Quite a hilarious. Good point, Marissa. You know what? Tie not. Send some residual checks over to Marissa Serafini. Marissa Serafini, <laughs> um, email us at info at AfterBuzzTV, and uh, we'll loop you in to where the check should go. Yes. All right. Busy box. Letter B, letter Z, box. Um, and, you know, they always save kind of the human interest story for, for the last product. Um, and, you know, um, we kind of it's, – it's about a – Female overcoming not only uh, 
her limitations put forth by her family, but perhaps her own um, limitations that she's put upon herself. And overall, she seems to be overcoming them. She's a college student. She has this idea. And it is obviously to make better boxes. Now, I don't, you know, I don't move that much, so I don't know if I need the boxes that you know, much. It's it's a good idea because any moving, she's in college. People in college tend to move all the time. That's just that natural state of life. But I think it's a smart collapsible boxes, right? Collapsible boxes, absolutely correct. Although at the price point, I don't know if it, it is quite for college students because they're a little, you know, they tend to be a little bit more poor. You know, she said, hey, the stereotypes are true, so we're just going to continue on with every stereotype we can. And, yeah, college students, they don't have expendable income as much. However, for boxing And they don't services, have a lot of space either. No, they don't. But for boxing, but like like shipping facilities, this could be an item. However, um, as as Kevin says, you know, those boxes cost around 56 cents to make. So if you can get the price to that point, we can have something going here. Um. Uh, part of it is, you know, she. It looks. I mean, um, she was experimenting around with different things, as Lori points out. Velcro being one of them, and as Marissa and I know, Velcro is very expensive. <laughs> it is. So Velcro definitely not the way to go. If there's an alternative, it definitely needs to be thought of. But you know, so but it shows that at the very least that she is trying, that she is. Um, Figuring out ways to perhaps, you know, do this better. Um, so I commend her for that. She did win the entrepreneur competition. And Barbara just says, you know, I'm going to be real with you. You are not an entrepreneur, um, which is very insulting. However, it can also go the other way. Whenever you tell someone that they can't do something, and if they're truly ingrained within them that they can be great and they have the drive, then you know what? That's sometimes everything that they needed to hear so they could prove Barbara wrong. And so it might have been a nice little spark in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Kevin did offer her a deal. I thought, I mean, in the end, I don't think it was that much of an unreasonable deal um, given the circumstances. You know, uh, basically they would be partners at 50-50. Um, and that's what he would pay. He would pay $50,000 and, you know, um, contingent upon her doing some con- research to try to get that number down. But she basically spits in his face and is like, Lori, I, I need you. And, and you know, to get lo- – she ultimately got Lori. But, you know, if it was – you know, if she really wanted her that much in terms of Lori, which obviously she did, um, where the deal ended up at 50000 for 40%, you know, maybe to – you know, at the risk of losing Kevin, I would have just offered Lori, hey – um, let, let's do 50-50, or if you even want me, I don't know if it, you know, it's a risky move, but if you re- if you really see that much of a value in Lori, maybe even go 50, 50 for 60, just to really be, you know, 100% grab her. But in the end, it all works out for our girl, and, and her dad is proud, so you know what, maybe she can overcome all this, and she doesn't have to be a doctor. Well, hey, the idea is there. I mean, we've had space bags out and stuff. So anything that collapses and takes less amount of room, especially for a college student who has a lot of stuff, sometimes a lot of stuff, but not enough room to hold it, the the idea is there. So good for her. Indeed. And this week, we didn't quite get a normal recap. We got more of a montage of all the recaps we've gotten this season. Um, And, you know, 
it being the final episode, casting's open. So, hey, if you're a young entrepreneur, if you're an old entrepreneur, wherever you may be, if you need the money to start your business, save your business, or just grow your business, apply now at abc.com. Perhaps we'll see you on Shark Tank. Um, It has been quite the season uh, here. And, I mean, we've done so many of these episodes, but, hey, They've been fun. I love the aspect that there's not really a lot of hiatuses, unlike with um, scripted TV shows. Um, Kevin is right. It's it's the biggest, best venture capital because, you know, um, not only can you get money, you also get exposure to your business. So even if perhaps you don't walk away with a deal, you're getting, you know, you're getting the people, you're getting those eyes and ears to be able to see that. And speaking of eyes and ears, if, uh, if you guys are watching this uh, before – Tuesday of May 21st, I believe. Check out Oxygen's uh, Chasing Maria Menounos. It's on 10.30 Tuesday night. Um, and hey, if you're listening to this after that date, you know what? You can download all the episodes on demand on Amazon and iTunes. It's a great series, a great behind-the-scenes look at AfterBuzz and our founders, um, Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos. So definitely worth checking out. And, hey, in the end, it all kind of comes full circle. It helps us out here, you know, because um, ultimately the bigger that is, the bigger AfterBuzz can get and vice versa. So on behalf of Christina Zias, Steph C, Phil Svitek, Marissa Serafini, we would like to, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for being with us this season. Um, I know we've got quite a little bit of a hiatus. Um, if all goes according to plan, and I'm looking at you, Steph C., you're going to get us to a taping of Shark Tank because we missed it by a day. In fact, not even by a day. By four hours, we could have been there for the last taping of Shark Tank. And, and if and if we're definitely going to make that happen, we're going to have some great stories when we come back for season six. Um, in the meantime, definitely continue the conversation. Let us know what you're thinking. Hey, if you're a young entrepreneur, let us know, you know. We love hearing from you guys. It's been a fun, great season. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.